Okay, today we come to 1 John chapter 5. And with this chapter, we come to the end of John's first epistle. In this final chapter, John, not surprisingly, stays with many of the same things that have been a regular feature in the earlier chapters. Uh, But there are two noteworthy items that I do want to highlight from this chapter. One has to do with the exclusivity of uh, salvation through Jesus Christ, and the other has to do with prayer. So let's take a quick look as we close out our look at this letter. Uh, First, let's say something about the exclusivity of salvation through Jesus Christ. One praiseworthy thing about John is that he is to the point. He is about as straightforward as anyone in the Bible. And this present chapter gives us a really good example of that. Here's what John says in verse 12. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. (laughs) It's either or. It's A or B. And in that verse, John affirms the traditional Orthodox Christian doctrine of salvation exclusively through Jesus Christ. If you have the Son, according to John, you have life. If you don't have him, you don't have life. I mean, it's exactly what Peter said in Acts 4.12, for example, where he said, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. Jesus himself said in John 14.6, no one comes to the Father except through me. So when, when John says, Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. He's not saying anything new, but he, he is saying something that, that, that we in our generation and in every generation needs to remember and be clear on. Because there's a strong push today, just as there was in the first century when John wrote these words, to assert that there are other ways of salvation. Uh, for various reasons, people make that assertion. But the Bible could not be clearer that God has provided one way for people to be saved, and that is through his Son. If someone objects that it's unfair that God only provided one way, it is worth remembering that God did not owe us any way of being saved. One way is precisely one more than we deserve. So John makes it clear, if you have the Son, you have life. So make sure you have him. Well, secondly, and and just uh, the other thing I want to point out from this chapter briefly has to do with effective prayer. Uh, There is a noteworthy passage on prayer midway through the chapter. John says in verses 14 and 15, And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. And those verses appear to be saying that there is a way to pray confident that we will uh, receive precisely what we've asked for. That does sound too good to be true, but that is exactly what he says. There's a very important caveat, though. John is not saying that we can ask for whatever we want and God will grant it. He he says specifically, if we ask anything according to his will, that we have the request that we've asked of him. So asking according to his will is the key. The question that naturally arises, though, is how to know what is according to his will. But God has not left us guessing. We've, we've already seen in passages like 2 Timothy 3.16 and 2 Peter 1.21 that God has told us exactly what His will is in Scripture. Every word of the Bible is God-breathed. We, we read His word and we find His will. 
when his word says, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, for example, in Ephesians 4.29, and we therefore ask God earnestly in prayer to grant us help to keep that command, we can be absolutely sure that he is already inclined to grant that request because we're asking for something that he's already told us that he wants for us. So in some respect, in prayer, we, we speak to God while in Scripture God speaks to us. And you might say that, that Scripture is... That, that scripture is the listening part of prayer. And we read the scriptures, we're listening to the voice of God. In prayer, we're talking back to him. In, it, in scripture, God tells us what he, desires that, uh, what he desires so that we might turn around in prayer and ask for those very things. And that, according to John in 1 John chapter 5, is the making of effective prayer. And those are just a couple of things from this last chapter of 1 John, 1 John chapter 5.